Grace Giuliano. Welcome to Girl Talk. I'll be hosting Girl Talk today. As you probably know, me and Brecken are both going to take turns doing episodes every Friday. In our news date, we are going to be talking about smart parrots. I'll be telling you five jokes, and our awesome woman today is going to be Jocelyn Bell Burnell. So let's get started. Like I said, today in Newsdate, we're going to be talking about smart parents. Parrots, sorry. My source is newsforkids.net. So take a look at their website, which is really cool. So let's learn about these smart parrots. People have long known that African gray parrots are clever. Now, new research shows that they are also selfless and willing to help a partner get ahead, even if doing so doesn't help them at all. It's not unusual for a person to help someone else without getting anything in return. That's something human do. humans do. Sorry. But this behavior is thought to be rare among animals. Some apes and some dogs do it, so do dolphins, rats, and even vampire bats. But as far as we know, most animals do not. Up to now, that kind of behavior hasn't been seen in birds. That's why scientists at the Max Planck Institute of Orthonology created an experiment designed to test whether African gray parrots were willing to help each other out. The first step in the experiment was to teach the parrots how to trade tokens for food. The tokens were small metal rings about the size of coins. When the parrots gave these tokens back to the researchers, the parrots were given a walnut, which they enjoyed. Once the parrots knew how to trade tokens for walnuts, the scientists began the next part of the experiment. Two parrots were put in clear plastic cages next to each other with a connecting window between the two cages. There was a feeding window in both cages, which allowed scientists to give walnuts to the parrots. Then, the feeding window was closed for one of the parrots who had been given 10 tokens. The result showed that most of the time, this parrot who couldn't trade for walnuts would pass a token, beak to beak, to the bird in the next cage, who could then trade it for a walnut. The parrots that passed the tokens got nothing. They simply watched as the other parrot got food. That's pretty selfless. Still, seven out of the eight parrots tested past the tokens over and over again. It was not just one token, said Desiree Brooks, one of the lead scientists. Many of them transferred all ten tokens, one after the other, always watching how their partner got the food for it. They themselves did not get anything, but it wasn't just because they liked passing tokens. If the parrot with the tokens saw that their partner's feeding window was also closed, they rarely passed tokens. The researchers tried the same experiment with blue-headed macaws, but the macaws didn't show any pattern of trying to help each other out. Though they passed a few tokens, it often seemed like they were simply trying to get the tokens closer to the scientists. The scientists believe that helping others may be useful to the parrots in the wild, where they live in large groups that change often. The scientists think that helping others could give a parrot a good reputation and make it more likely that the parrot will get help from the group when it needs it. For the macaws who live in smaller groups, which change left often, this could be less important. 
All right, so thank you for listening to our news day about this African gray parrot who is pretty selfless. All right, so on to the next segment. Okay, so welcome to our joke segment. Like I said, I would be telling you five jokes, so let's get ready to laugh. What do you call a sleeping dinosaur? A dino snore! How do you know if a squirrel had too much candy? It's acting like a nut! Why didn't the orange win the race? It ran out of juice! Why did the banana go to the doctor? What is fast, loud, and crunchy? A rocket chip! So our last segment for today is going to be awesome woman segment. Today we are going to be talking about Jacqueline Bell Bernal. I'm going to read a page from the book Woman in Science. So let's start reading. Um, okay. Jacqueline Bell Bernal was born in 1943 in Ireland. Education always came first in her home. When her secondary school wouldn't let girls into the science lab, her parents threw a fit until she was allowed in the class. Jacqueline got the best grades. Her undergraduate studies at the University of Glasgow were challenging. She was one of the very few women in the physics department. Every time she entered a science lecture, her male classmates would holler at her and make comments about her appearance. She learned to hold her head up high and hit the books. She graduated in 1965 with honors. She was accepted to the University of Cambridge's graduate program and finished her doctorate there in 1969. At Cambridge, she joined a Hewish's research team and helped build a large radio telescope. She was also in charge of interpreting long, tedious printouts of radio transmissions coming from space. One night around 2 a.m., she noticed a scruff on the readouts. It was radio waves pulsing from deep space. Her advisors thought that this could be an alien life signaling from across the sky. Jacqueline saw more scruff repeated in different places in the sky. This proved that it was not alien-made, but a natural occurrence. These radio waves came from a small, a t- sorry, a type of small and dense star called a pulsar. The type of neutron star throws out beams of radiation like a lighthouse. Jacqueline Bernal's work helped her advisor. Hewish to win a Nobel Prize and has been used to understand the life of cycles of stars. She became one of the few female physics professors in the UK. Jocelyn still researches stars and black holes. She wants everyone to know that all elements come from exploding stars, so we are made of star stuff. joining us on Girl Talk today and I hope you will come back for another episode of Girl Talk.